you know, at the end of the day, football is football. All Patriots, all, all the time. Ooh, that, that's spicy. All Patriots, all, all the time. Welcome to, 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 to First and Foxborough. What is going on, Foxborough football fans? It's Kyrie Thompson once again, bringing you another episode of First and Foxborough. Make sure, before we get started, you know what to do. Download, subscribe, check it out on the Odyssey app, and wherever you get your podcasts, follow me at Thompson 5 and make sure you're following the show account at First and Foxborough, F-O-X-B-O-R-O. Let's get to it. So we talked a lot about Mac Jones, and now he's injured, and we're going to have Brian Hoyer, a quarterback, and and the play calling, and and kind of all of these bigger storylines. But one thing that's starting to get a lot of traction here in regards to the Patriots in general, though a lot of the focus is going to be on offense because that's the unit that everybody's kind of got their eye on, the turnovers. The turnover battle is absolutely not being won by the New England Patriots right now and that's something that the Patriots have prided themselves on for a long time and it's probably a big factor in why they are one and two right now and I would say it was also a factor in why they were one and three to start last year and well probably they're going to be one and three to start this year unless Brian Hoyer or Bailey Zappi has something for the Green Bay Packers that nobody else is expecting but I mean we'll probably get into that at the end of the week as we we ramp up for this game and we see uh, you know, or we hear hints about who's most likely to be the guy that, that takes over. I would put money on Brian Hoyer because once again, I've seen a lot of people say, yeah, I want to see Bailey Zappi and not Brian Hoyer. Look, I understand the sentiment of that. He's a rookie. He's new. He's exciting. You kind of know what Brian Hoyer has to offer. But based on the bit we've seen, and, and I'm not even just talking about preseason games, which I mean, we've obviously seen some sample size of. I don't think Bailey Zappi's ready to play an NFL football game. You should not be bypassing Brian Hoyer right away just to put in Bailey Zappi. I I do not think that would be good for him. Don't think that would be good for the team right now. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Stranger things have occurred, obviously. Now look, let's get back to these turnovers. This was something that was asked about ad nauseum I think in the locker room after the game on Sunday obviously we didn't get a chance to talk to Mac Jones about it because he was getting treatment he was getting evaluated he still wasn't quite good health wise so we didn't hear from him about those interceptions but we did get a chance to hear from Nelson Aguilar who was pretty upset with himself for the fumble that he had in the fourth quarter of that game take a listen to a little bit of this it's tough to see, you know, fundamental things like ball security be a big factor. They're a good team, quality team, dynamic quarterback, all that. But ball security was a big factor. And then my part in it, you know, on that ball security at the end, you know, I had an opportunity to secure a first down and secure a good field position for us. So it's, it's tough when that happens. But you move on. You focus on it. You know, we know what it's like. We prepare for ball security. And for me, you know, just run a little bit more aggressive. You know, my eyes were on two guys upfield. Maybe I just get upfield. And take what I already have. And obviously, that was Aguilar's second fumble of the season. He had one in the season opener against Miami as well, though the game was pretty out of reach by that point. Still, you don't want to be fumbling in any situation. As they say, ball security is job security. 
So when, when you hear this stuff and you think about some of the costly turnovers that the Patriots have had, and again, Mac Jones having three interceptions in this game, having five interceptions overall for the season, two lost fumbles, and a turnover on downs that also happened in this game with uh, you know the fourth down attempt to Kendrick Bourne that didn't work out. So the Patriots have eight turnovers through three games, which is the second highest total in the NFL. That is very unpatriots-like football. I decided to compare what the Patriots are doing right now in the turnover department going back to 2018 to, to get an idea of the feel for exactly how off this has been for the New England Patriots. It and I mean spoiler alert, it is. This is this is very atypical. So let, okay, let's start with 2022. Just through three games, obviously smaller sample size here. You got eight turnovers. That's almost three turnovers a game. By contrast, they've only gotten four turnovers off of opponents, and they they had two in this past game. Jonathan Jones had an interception on an errant Lamar Jackson throw. And then he ripped the ball out of Rashad Bateman's hands for a turnover. So there you go. You, you, you had a couple, you had a couple of good plays there, but again, only four turnovers generate only four takeaways or you know, turnovers generated by the Patriots against opponents this year, as opposed to giving the ball away eight times. So you are losing the turnover battle two to one. Let's go back to 2021. And, and again, keep this in mind with having a, Rookie Mac Jones at quarterback. Patriots turn the ball over 23 times. That's about 1.3 turnovers. 1.35 turnovers a game. So a touch over one, right? About one and a half. You're getting closer to that. One and a half turnovers a game. 30 takeaways for the defense. So you're winning the turnover battle there. 30 to 23. That is a positive differential of seven. Go back to 2020, the Cam Newton year, okay? And obviously that experience set offense back about 40 years, but still only 19 turnovers, only 19 giveaways by the Patriots. That's about 1.18 per game. So markedly lower, notably, than Mac Jones as a rookie who had, I think he still had like, what, 10 interceptions, 12 interceptions, something like that. So again... Still a little bit lower than what you would see from Mac Jones, though also you're adding another game to the mix there. 16 games in 2020 versus 17 games in 2021. Uh, But still, you're winning the turnover battle by a sliver margin. Uh, 22 takeaways for the defense in 2020. That's a turnover margin of plus three. So you'll still take that. You're not in the negative. Then in 2019... That was the last Tom Brady year at quarterback. Only 15 giveaways for the offense, 15 turnovers. Opponents turned the ball over to the Patriots 36 times. So that that was right in the midst of that boogeyman defense where they were just eating everything in sight and dominating. And obviously they fell off towards the end of the year and couldn't lock it down entirely. But still, you look at the turnover margin, less than a turnover a game, 0.975. That that is that's the goods right there. That's the sweet spot. That's where you want to be. Less than a turnover a game. In 2018, they were a touch above that. So 18 turnovers a game for the offense, 
1.125. So, I mean, again, about 1.1 turnovers a game. Not as good as the previous year, but still not bad. And then 28 takeaways. So you're winning the turnover margin plus 10 right there. And and I didn't give you the number for the for the previous year in 2019. That's plus 21. Let's go ahead and do the turnover margins from 2018 on down. Okay, 2018 is plus 10. 2019 plus 21. 2020 plus three. Definitely a dip, but still positive. 2021 plus seven. Right now you're minus four. And in particular, it, it's two to one. Two to one turnover ratio through three games. Not good. And then you you think about the fact that let's go back to last year. In the end, obviously they ended up being in a positive turnover differential, but some of the, the turnovers, the giveaways that they had were just brutal situations, right? Like Damian Harris inside the five yard line, fumbling in that week one Miami loss last year. That should have been a win. Should have been a win in Mac Jones's first start, but it wasn't. Damian Harris fumbled at the goal line a couple of weeks later. And fast forward to this year. Mentioned the Nelson Aguilar play where they are, they're right in this game. They still have a chance to win and go down. The offense is moving the football. It was in the midst of an explosive play by Nelson Aguilar. And Aguilar gets caught from behind. Ball gets punched out. And it gets recovered by the Ravens, who are, again, not a good defense. They are... they. They've got, they're not a good defense, okay? They, they gave up the Patriots' best offensive game of the season. Explosive plays all over the place in the passing game for Mac Jones and Devontae Parker, okay? They, the, the Patriots absolutely could have won this football game, but they did not in part because they are not taking care of the football. And that's something, look, some of that you can put on coaching, Okay. Some of that you can put on coaching. In particular, at least one of those turnovers, the Kendrick Bourne play, where I brought this up in a previous episode when I was talking about the instant reaction to the game, that is on coaching because that play design is bad. Okay, so the the, the New England Patriots are, at least going into week three, they were last in the league, dead last at players in motion at the snap and then what do you do on fourth and three you have Kendrick Bourne do a return motion and you have him still in motion at the snap it's a dead giveaway they're gonna throw him the football because you never have players in motion at the snap and almost every time you do they're a target on the play like it's not just misdirection it's like yeah we're trying to get you moving and into space oh really you never do that I wonder what the defense is thinking and what the defense was thinking very correctly on that play is, Oh, Kendrick Bourne's getting the ball. Bam. Smoked. Stopped. I don't even think he gained a yard on the play. Okay. So that is, that's not going to cut it from your coaching staff. You've got to be better. And then some of that is going to be just on Mac Jones and Mac Jones's decision-making. Now, Again, I, I feel like if I could see the All-22, I would not be surprised if that first interception that Jones threw was one where he just the, he got screened off from the linebacker, not unlike what happened in Vegas. He just didn't see him. He thought it was open. But Mac Jones, I mean, the throw's, the throw's on him, okay? He thought it was open. It wasn't. And then you had the interception in the end zone where you could argue that that's got to be, you know, a, that maybe should have been a check down, should have thrown that to somebody else. 
but also a miscommunication between him and Devontae Parker. Devontae didn't know what he was doing on the play. And Mac Jones thought that, hey, you're seeing the same thing that I am, right? You know what we're doing. Throws it up. Parker's not where he, he needs to be or where Jones expects him to be. Ball gets picked. Jones is pissed coming off the field. But, but again, right, that can go back to coaching as well. Why does Devontae Parker not know what he's doing? Okay, y'all need to be on the same page with this. And you could say it's on, you know, Parker as well, but come on, man. You got to be, you got to execute better than this. You, you got to be more prepared. But I think just broadly, yeah, you can contribute five of those turnovers in some form or fashion to Mac Jones's decision-making, or at least four of them. I mean, the garbage time interception that he threw at the end of this past game. I mean, whatever, at this point, who cares? You're losing you're down by two scores at the end of the game. You're just trying to make a play. You throw it down the field to Kendrick Bourne. You missed him. So be it. But so at least four of those those takeaways, or so at least four of those giveaways are, I mean, you're, you're wondering what is Mac Jones thinking here? Is he making the wrong decision? Okay. So it's not just on the coaches. It's not just on the players. It is, it is a systemic problem. Okay, this offense, and they can't afford to do that now. They, I mean, not that they could afford to do it before, but they really can't afford to turn the ball over now because Mac Jones is not here and you're playing backup quarterbacks. So look, running backs, you got to cover this football up. Can't afford to cough it up because you're going to be carrying it a lot. You're going to be toting that rock plenty. I mean, maybe even more than what they were doing with Mac Jones as they try to protect their backup quarterbacks. Brian Hoyer, you're hoping that he has you know, his experience in this offense and, and him getting a full week of, of prep here instead of having to jump in at the end of a game where it's like garbage time or you know, your quarterback's getting benched or what have you, okay? So you're, you're hoping that with some, with some time to prepare to get this start, that Brian Hoyer's experience is going to help you out here and that he will play, I mean, passable football. I mean, it's really all all you're really hoping for at this point for him to play passable football, complimentary football, keep the chains moving, make the right decisions, get your team into the right play, and then, hey, maybe your guys will help you out here. So that, I think, is, is the optimistic way of looking at this. I mean, Brian Hoyer is also a backup for a reason. He has shown he can throw you a bad pick or two or make a bad decision, and this is the Patriots lot in life right now. Bottom line is they can control in, in so many ways. They can control their ability to protect the football. Every once in a while, yeah, a defender might make an amazing play and you know just puts his head in the right spot, knocks the football out, and you know, maybe there you, you didn't see him come in, you try to protect it, and you just whatever. It happens. Some it, sometimes it's gonna happen, okay? Fumbles, tip balls, whatever. Okay, but you can control plenty of this and the Patriots are going to need to going forward because they have no margin for error now. Okay, they, they had they didn't have that much margin for error before when Mac Jones was at quarterback. Now they really don't. They might not be able to play significantly better than what they're doing right now, just in terms of skill level, because I mean, Tom Brady's not walking through that door. Neither is Randy Moss, you know, Julian Edelman, none of that. But you can control the turnovers, okay? And your ability to keep the ball in your hands and away from Aaron Rodgers this coming week. And I mean, a team that, you know, not very good necessarily, but the Chicago Bears showed you that a ball control kind of offense can 
limit what Aaron Rodgers can do to you if you're able to run the ball and control the clock. And you can believe the Patriots are going to try to do that. I mean, it's just setting up perfectly for old school kind of Patriots football. Okay, it's it's probably going to be just like that. And and while and when you are playing a game like that against a quarterback who is this good, who if he gets the ball, he will hurt you at some point. It is going to happen. You cannot avoid it. Don't give them any more chances than they could already have. Hold on to the football. Don't throw it wantonly to Green Bay Packers defenders. Don't call stupid plays on fourth down. Do better. Okay, there we go. That's uh, that's rant for Tuesday morning. I had promised you guys that I was going to be talking to Deontay Lee of The Athletic today. That probably won't happen. We got to work out some scheduling things, but it is coming. It will happen this week. We will get it together. When it happens, it's going to be awesome. Keep tuning in. I'm Kyrie Thompson with First and Foxborough. Make sure you are downloading, subscribing, listening, streaming on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. I will be down at Gillette Stadium on Wednesday to see what I can hear about Mac Jones and who is going to be replacing him. See you later.